March 2022, 2021, I thought of setting up um, a company um, that will be operating in um, last mile solution as well as pure commerce. Mm. So I started meeting with people who are in the industry, people who are working in the big companies in Bahrain, okay, handling these last mile solution, trying to understand the whole um, value chain of this business, trying to understand the unit economics of this business, trying to understand the challenges of this business. And then I have put um, um, my own financial model for it. And I started reaching out to certain investors, inviting them to join me, okay. Um, that you already had relationships, obviously, from your yes. previous job, and exactly. that allowed that process, yes. okay. Okay, so I, I, I personally put a significant stake in the business financial state in the business and I invited some some local Bahrainis, Bahraini businessmen to, to join me and we managed to uh, get um, a major Saudi uh, investor on board mm. okay who look at this business you know uh, in, a, in a very serious manner to grow and scale this business so we managed to raise the capital of the company from 250,000 dinar back in March to 1.4 million. MashaAllah. Okay. And with that, uh, we have developed our own um, app, okay, internally. So mm. uh, I started recruiting a Bahraini team, okay, um, uh, for the development. And how difficult was that process, by the way? Finding good talent in Bahrain okay. is not the easiest. It's, it's, not, it's not the easiest, but the thing is, uh, when it comes to the uh, business application, okay, or the, the, the apps, development of the app, there are lots of, I would say, good talents coming out from the University of Bahrain. Absolutely. As well as uh, Polytechnic. Hmm. Uh, good skills. Uh, because the, the, the language that, that we are using is a recent language, okay? When you're talking about the, the Flutter, when you're talking about the, the PHP, okay, for the backend, okay? These are languages that are, okay, um, on the rise. And we have managed to get um, good Bahraini um, talents to help us take this journey with us. Mm. So we've been working on developing the app for a number of months, we started, in fact, we started in May, okay, from first of all identifying what is that we want to have from the app, what verticals we want to have in the app, uh, what features we want to have. And what's okay. your USP as well? What, yeah, what's the USP, the, the UI, the user experience we want to have, the user interface that we want to have, okay? And we got everything ready by end of March hmm. uh, 2022. So we launched the company uh, in, in April hmm. 2022, okay? Uh, and we have been able to scale the business, okay, on a gradual fashion. So what we have in, in the app, in the U app, okay, or, or even let me just shed lights on the vision, okay? Um, we have it right here. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's very interesting. So, so um, from the choice of the brand, mm -hmm. okay, the choice is you and the tagline is live happier. We said we want it to be you because you as a customer, you are the center of our attention, you are the center of our focus. So our vision is to deliver a passionate experience focusing on the daily needs of you. And in order to do that, you have to understand what are the daily needs of you and how we can address these daily needs in a, in a very efficient manner. Uh, so that's, that's our vision, is to deliver a passionate experience, focusing on the daily needs of you, and we use um, a, a model, uh, we call it an empathy model, 
and the empathy model um, reflects what each human being, what each human being um, uh, is characterized of. Okay, so a human being has a free will. Okay, uh, if he doesn't like something, he will change it. Okay, uh, you cannot impose on him things he doesn't want, he doesn't mm -hmm. like. Okay, so you have to think of what is it that might be of an interest for him so that he can take such a decision to go and purchase or buy or you know interact with you. So he has a free will. The second thing is that the human being is a rational. Mm -hmm. Okay, he goes uh, through mental processing, okay, very fast. So it has to be price sensitive. Yes, yeah. so you have to be price sensitive. Okay. okay. Uh, you have to also um, give him a proper USPs for the products that you are having, okay, in your app so that he can, you can convince him of, you know, uh, interacting buying, with it. interacting and buying, okay. The, the third one is that, you know, the, the, uh, the human being, we look at him as a, as a social person. So he is a person who influences his surroundings and he gets and also he he gets influenced by, by other people. So it's very important to ensure that you understand the social trends, you understand the social backgrounds of your customers, the culture of your customers, okay? So that when you package your products, when you package your services, when you package your marketing, you understand that okay, these things are very much relevant to the social backgrounds of you know the customers that that you are dealing. That with. you have your market segmentation exactly on point. Absolutely. And what's your age range that you're trying to? We, aim are, we, are, we are looking for an age range between, I would say, twelve years old. Okay. Okay, to six years old. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a <laughs> yes, large range. Yes, it's a wide range. Okay, yeah. because what we have in all the verticals. Every day, necessities. Okay, it's a necessity. Food is necessity. Okay, grocery is uh, also a necessity. Okay, then you know um, you have the the flowers that covers the mood cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay, so people go through the mood cycle on a daily basis. Sure, people go through a mood cycle. Okay, at times they are happy, at times they are sad, at times they are depressed. Okay, at times they are excited. And these feelings are as a result of certain contexts, okay, mm. and 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 things or s things that happen to them, okay. So they are happy because a family is happy because they have a baby, okay. A family is happy because, for example, okay, their kids have graduated from salary okay. came in. Salary <laughs> came in. <laughs> okay. A family is, is is sad because one of their you know members is is hospitalized, okay. Um, relationship you know go through cycles as well okay uh, you know um, some days you love your wife some days you hate your so wife sometimes you have yeah, yeah you <laughs> don't hate your wife you, you go through yeah, yeah, depressing you points yeah yeah you like her less that day yes, you know yeah, yes. <laughs> you don't want to spend so much time at home exactly exactly <laughs> so the, the the flowers vertical okay is very important for us because through it we we expose ourselves to a better understanding of how people interact and how people, you know, experience emotions, okay? Um, the, the last one is that the, the, the person is an emotional person, okay? Uh, he gets emotional, okay? So there is, there is a rationality, but there is also emotions part of it, okay? So, so sometimes, the, sometimes you'll find that, you know, what, what people are buying is based on emotional, emotional, uh, um, uh, I would say, drive or emotional motivation. So these are the four quadrants of our Sure, business. if you feel sad, you buy chocolate. If you feel happy, you exactly. might buy your groceries. You exactly. know, if you're depressed, you might buy a video game. Absolutely. What? Absolutely. And, and how will that reflect in the app then? Are, do, you, do you try to analyze your customer's mood beforehand and then show them a different experience? Well, uh, if you look at the flower, um, our vertical. Sure. Um, there are uh, certain categories of flower arrangements that are suitable for the mood. Yes, of for course, the that's yes. pretty clever. Yes. Yes. That is yeah. that is wholly unique. Yeah. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. That is yeah. interesting. 
So, so do you do you do you uh, do you think a next step further would be trying to categorize then the 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 UI based on time and date for food, for example, for example, at lunchtime, people maybe maybe more in the rush, so they want want maybe something quicker to eat, that's quicker to deliver. Absolutely, absolutely. What what uh, what we have in the food um, vertical, we have hundreds of. Um, partners that we are dealing with, mm. restaurants that we are dealing with, and they are offering different types of cuisines, different types of dishes, okay? And what we are trying to do, we try to um, uh, work out with them to come up with um, packages and offerings that are suitable based on, you know, the day of the week, mm. okay, based on the time of the day, okay? So, for example, on Fridays, usually, you know, People, families, you know, get together, you know, they like sweets, they like, you know, to... That is genius. That yeah. is really smart. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, how we, that's how we position these uh, products. That is really, really smart. And do you believe that you, you're, you're ever going to move from, from, a from a mobile phone platform onto a desktop? Well, at the moment, we are focusing only on the... Uh, mobile phone. Mobile phones. We believe that uh, people are attached to their um, phones their smartphones sure it fulfills 99% of all their needs sure. on a daily basis from interacting with people emailing people okay uh, seeing what's in the news everything so but so don't you feel like bigger purchases tend to be made on a web browser that is a desktop Okay. So if you're if you're if you're gonna buy something maybe for your wife or your kid or whatever that is a bigger like for maybe Friday you want to yeah. buy maybe something bigger do you think that there's a there's a philosophy behind it? Uh, yeah, we we okay now uh, w I have not covered all the verticals. Sure, okay, sure, one sure, of sure. The verticals that we have also is the we have two important verticals within the app. The first one is the fashion vertical. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the second one is the lifestyle vertical. So these are very important verticals where people would like to see the products on a very on a larger, let's say, screen. Mm. Okay, so we are now working, you know, to um, develop a Facebook, I would say, e-commerce website. Okay, for these two, you know, um, verticals that will come, you know, in, in in the coming, I would say, in the coming month from now. Okay, we've been working very hard on this. And the idea is that you know, with these two verticals, we will be able to expose the app or the offerings of the app, not just to the Bahrain, not just to Bahrain, but also you know, Saudi Arabia and, and UAE. The other absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, this is this is fantastic. It's super interesting. Do you f do you feel like there there's space to potentially do any kind of AR integration with it? Okay. Um, um, there are a lot of things that you can do. Sure. Okay. When it comes to the um, artificial intelligence, when it comes to the um, uh, virtual reality, okay, uh, and also augmented reality, we are carefully assessing all of these, okay, and see what can fit us and what can fit each vertical in terms of these packages, okay, and go about it. So this is something that we are working on at the moment. Because I, I, I think I think an AR experience where you could maybe look at the clothes and you pull out the phone and you could maybe like walk around and see it as a 3D space, I think that has potential. Apple, I think, just recently announced that they're opening up their whole AR uh, uh, segment. So they're already working on those AR glasses that they've been promising okay, yes. for, for the last two yeah. years or three years. So I, I, I think th there, this is where I think the market is heading towards. Yeah. I, I, but I think that it's only going to be effective and profitable maybe five yeah. years down the That's line. The, uh, there are a lot of challenges when it comes to the fashion sure. industry over the internet. Okay, the, um, the, the return rate is very high. Mm. You're talking about around 50% because mm. you know, you're buying things that you don't touch okay, and feel and, you know, and test or try. Uh, hopefully with these um, packages it would reduce the, the return rate. I, I, I think uh, uh, Chanel, I think, has an AR-based sunglasses app. Mm -hmm. 
that you just look at and it shows you different models of sunglasses on your face. Mm-hmm. And I think it brought down their returns to a de- to less than 10% for their, for their sunglass proportion. It makes sense. Yes. Right? I mean, uh, how often would you buy sunglasses from, from an online store? Zero. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's super interesting. So, how, so I, th- I love how your key differentiation to your competitors are, you know what? They're maybe focused on, on availability uh, or, or just mass. We're focused on uh, honing the customer experience, yeah. which is normally never the wrong decision yeah. ever to make. Yeah. And how did this whole idea come from? Well, um, um, again, um, I have been looking at this um, tech industry for quite some time. Mm. And um, we believe that there is, um, there, is a, there is a gap in the industry where we can fill. Okay, and we have been we've been validating, you know, uh, consistently um, our assumptions, and we believe that there is a market for us to play. Uh, there are strong fundamentals around uh, the last mile and quick commerce solutions in terms of the size of the market. The size of the market is growing, is is expanding. Okay, every day you have. New, new, ca- new, new guys joining the market, owning smartphones, downloading, you know, these apps for the first time. Okay, so the market is expanding. Uh, we have non-Bahrainis coming, okay, um, residing in Bahrain as well. So the the market is expanding. We believe that there is a good market for us to to play in. No, I th- I, like I said, I, th- I think the, the the idea of doing a customer-centered, focused business model makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I think it, it, it's a key differentiation to your competitors, which I think is a great idea. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in how it will work with with items such as you know like tech products. Uh, maybe when their new PlayStation comes out, the new yeah. Sony, the new iPhone. Yeah. Uh, would you integrate that into a for you experience as well and saying like, hey, you know what? Not only can you get the phone, but you can get a screen protector, a wallet, all in one package. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's under the lifestyle. Yeah. If you if you um, if you screen through the lifestyle uh, vertical, you will find the following. You will find a box. Okay. Uh, we have a section for English box. Okay. And Arabic box. And under the English box, we have the best seller box available. Mm. Okay. Be it for kids. Be it for. Um, Different genres, be it for stories, fictions, non-fictions, okay, business box, all of these. We have been able to, we have successfully partnered with one of the biggest box stores in Bahrain, okay, and we are onboarding all of their, you know, best-selling, best-selling box, okay, into the uh, into the vertical. The same thing with the Arabic box, okay. So by doing that, we are we are able to reach to you know, a big segment of the market, okay, who are interested in, who are intellectually sophisticated and who are interested in seeing what's, what's, what's the trend when it comes to the stories, when it comes to business books, be it Arabic, be it, be it uh, English. Then we have the electronics sections and mm-hmm. under the electronics we have wide range of light co- electronics. We call it light co- electronics and these are small items Okay, that um, uh, we are not talking about selling TVs or selling fridges. No, we're talking about selling digital watches, selling, let's say, um, AirPods, okay, um, selling um, small thought mixers, selling water bottles, the trendiest ones, okay. Uh, and, and these are available, okay, in this vertical. And there is a good um, um, social interest in these products because we think that these uh, products are yes they are not they are not huge they are not a necessity but they are they reflect the I would say this they are part of the self expression people like to carry them okay to express themselves to the people okay so um, uh, when you wear a digital watch Okay, it's more of a self-expression. Sure. Okay, who you are. Okay, when you wear, uh, let's say, um, a certain type of a brand, okay, you are telling people who you are, okay, your identity. So it's more of a self-expression 
products that we have in this category. Okay, but what do you see maybe the future being with the app that purchases will be made and then the end customer will receive it and if they like it, they keep it. If they don't, they send back? Yes, we do have this. We do have this for the for the fashion. Sure. Okay. Uh, for the electronics, it's it's difficult. complicated. Yes, it's complicated at the moment, but we do have this for the fashion. But because this is, uh, you know, this is this is something that Jeff Bezos talked about. After the 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 one click solution, he wanted the zero click solution, where you say, you know, hey, whatever their uh, thing is called, the Amazon Alexa, buy me this, done. Yeah. He talked about that the next stage for for customer interactions will be that Amazon will will create for you your necessities for that month or that week, ship it to you, you keep what you like, and you give back what you don't. Okay. And I think it's a fascinating a approach on, on, on the potentiality of how business, is, how business will work. Yeah. And he, he, he coupled it up with a subscription model, which is the Amazon Prime yes. subscription model. And so I, 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 can definitely see a, 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 I can definitely see a system almost like that working specifically for your, your groceries business, yes. And for your 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 fashion business, I think once a customer has ordered five or six times, you have a good understanding, yeah. and you can exactly. I mean, I mean, the, do there an auto there delivery. Yeah, the, the, there are different um, ideas that can be pursued, mm. um, but you know, the, the most important thing at the moment is to create that stability, create the data. Once you have the data, once you know, you know, you have more, I would say, granularity on your customers experience your customers behavior okay uh, purchasing patterns then you can go and you know introduce some of these subscription based offerings oh, i think it's a great idea yeah. and 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 how are you acquiring new customers are you doing purely by by virtual uh we're doing many things okay okay we are doing uh, a combination of online and offline mm -hmm. and online we are we are all over the social media mm -hmm. okay instagram TikTok. Twitter, YouTube, okay, uh, LinkedIn, okay. We are using all of these platforms to reach out to people, okay. Do you, can Dan, can you put the website back on? Okay. At the same time, also we have, we have our um, offline activities. Mm -hmm. and these are combinations of billboards, okay. Uh, our PR activities as well. We are moving out to companies, you know. Um, your paid media, yeah. Yes, offering offering them, you know, the special special programs, you know, for the employees of the companies. So we're doing um, a mixture of all of these. Because I I, th I think what what would really benefit your the business model, especially the the online presence. If you scroll right to the bottom, I think what would be really great is if you if you if you do some just at the bottom customer validation. You know, where you have, we pick maybe the five or six customers that have ordered the most through yeah. your services, going to them and saying, hey, you know what, we'll give you a discount for, let's say, whatever, 10, 50, whatever BD, and saying, do you mind going, uh, telling your customer experience to camera? Yeah. And then using that yeah. as a validation to other customers. Yeah, we, we, we are using that in, uh, in the Instagram. We have a yeah. lot of stories, customers, when they receive their products, okay, uh, um, their customer experience customer is... Customer experience, they talk about their experience, okay? They, they, they tell us that, okay, they have received their products in, in, a, in, in a very efficient way, that the, um, the, the sales consultant or the delivery consultant is very friendly, okay? So we receive all of these stories and we have them in the, uh, in the Instagram account. Yeah, this is, we're going through it. It's, it's, it's super interesting. I mean, th I think it's a, it's a brilliant business model, and I think it has a l very wide-reaching potential. Yeah. And are, are you are you looking into expanding into Saudi Arabia and UAE anytime uh, soon? Not at this stage. Okay. Sure. However, we are now. Um, we will be starting very soon the next phase of our capital raising, mm -hmm. Series B, mm -hmm. and one of I mean some of. One I was of about to ask what yes. wha what are you looking for? Yes. Well, one of the objectives one of the objectives is to. Um, of course, what um, one of the objectives of the capital raising is to scale the business in Bahrain as well as in the in GCC. Um, we are looking for raising a capital between, I would say, ten to fifteen million uh, US dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
um, the company today has a has commanded a strong value as a result of the successful operations and the successful scaling and okay. launch yeah yeah and the launch so um, um, today we have a we have strong partnerships hmm. okay across all of these verticals we have a strong I would say uh, um, human capital inside the organization um, employees who are you know who understand their job okay uh, employees who are very intellectual very skilled and who can scale the business so that's that's a huge value addition to the business of course we have the app okay um, it's a very detailed uh, very detailed customer journey in the journey in the in the app it's a very detailed program that we have developed out of it so all of this command a very strong value I, I imagine so. I mean, you're, you're building a good brand. I think the underlying technologies is very interesting. You have a good marketing position. Um, yeah, I, I, I see the quite potentiality to it. And w where is the service then based? Is it with AWS or using? We, yes, exactly. All, okay. all our services are on cloud. Sure. So AWS is our partner. Okay. That. Okay. And are you ever looking to, to, to do your own server racks? No. And no. no. Th those days are no, over. Th those days are over. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those days are over, yes. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame. Okay, <laughs> perfect, perfect. And and I'm, I'm, I think that because, you know, the market capacity, because the po population of Bahrain is like, what, 1.6 million people? Yes. You, you know, your customer acquisition cost is going to skyrocket the closer you come to, to, to that extra person, right? Yes. So sooner or later, you will definitely have to look either into UAE or Saudi into a bigger population that you can then further fund that it's just a matter of finding the right um, the right partner mm -hmm. strategic partner who would juxtapose their their value their value their their offerings okay and couple it with our business mm. um, we are we are in discussions with a number of companies around these ideas and once once you know um, we are firm about uh, the viability of the idea that will give the company a much better scale when it comes to the offering and well beyond these six verticals that we are talking about. And are you, are you working with any larger consultancy companies? Uh, yes, we are now working with a, with a, a large Saudi consultancy company okay. Okay, to, to handle our um, investment or our handle our capital raising sure I mean that's that's the always a key aspect right and I mean you're looking for mostly Middle Eastern investors I assume absolutely okay absolutely. okay because uh, uh, otherwise I mean uh, there's BlackRock there's Deutsche Bank there's um, uh, no, Goldman I mean, Sachs yeah, yeah th th there are the there big are four as yeah. well there are you lots know. there are lots of family offices in Saudi Arabia absolutely as well as VCs around in, in GCC would be very much interested you know in uh, in a business model like what we have. Ar aren't you a little concerned that, that one of the biggest problem I think with Middle Eastern investors is that is they get dazzled by Western companies. You know, there's a lot of VCs that instead of putting the money locally in, in good businesses, they get b dazzled by these um, by large American corporations, these these uh, unicorn businesses. Well, well, um and that's hard to reach them, right? It's hard yes. to get them to say, hey, you know what? We do a good business here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's hard to reach them. I, th I think, I think um, there is a, a very strong liquidity in the market uh, in GCC. Yeah. And I think uh, this is a great time for us to tap on this liquidity to scale the business. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, inflation is currently going up. So right now, the quicker people can invest into an enterprise, the better it is, right? Exactly. So exactly. It, it only makes sense. With, with, with the... With the um, with all negativity around uh, equity markets, you know, um, mm. so there has to, I mean, thinking, people have to think of alternative investments. And I think, you know, um, equity stake and businesses like, you know, our business, our, our, our company is, is the right way of going forward. No, I totally agree. I mean, right now the Wall Street is down, right? Uh, a lot of the tech bubbles slowly seeming to have been burst. Yeah. And so it's it's good for investors now to get a little bit of a wake up call and being like, hey, you know what? Yeah. This might be a good time to diversify our portfolio. Exactly. What is going on? What is being ventured? What is being raised? Absolutely, absolutely. It sounds like a, a great, great, yeah. great opportunity. Yeah.
And 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 do you have a do you have a preference on on who you would like to would you would you like the 10 million to come from a single investor or would you be open to We we are we are open for um serious long-term investors sure who can bring value to the company that's what value, i was about to ask value yeah. beyond money yeah okay that's very very important it's hard to find a good vc who, who yes. can do more than just yes. dump cash exactly exactly and yeah, what I, th i think uh, but you know there there are a number of uh, big companies around who have i would say investments departments okay that are meant to augment uh, the business model of their companies, okay, augment the business offerings of their companies uh, through uh, investing in these um, tech companies of or course. you know, company like us. Of course, of course, it, it, it gives you larger reach to the market. Exactly. You know, it makes yes. sense for these for those businesses to go into involved. And and uh, what what kind of returns are you are you are you are those investors are you assuming they would be open to? You're saying 10% stake, right? And what kind of returns can you see in the next no, five years? I didn't say 10% stake. Sorry. I said, okay, we, we will, uh, the process follows, uh, the process would follow the uh, the following steps. Sure. Okay. Uh, the first thing is that the company needs to be evaluated. Sure. Okay, so the company today has you a value. You have an internal value, yeah. It has a value compared to the company when it was on a, on a paper. Sure. Okay. So first of all, the existing shareholders, okay, needs to be rewarded based on the existing value, mm -hmm. okay, the the new value, mm -hmm. and then we have the the new shareholders who are going to join. They need to join on the new value on the of course on the value, okay, um, as of today, okay, as well as the discounted cash flow. You know, the of course. So we're talking about. Um, very strong return for the company, well above, I would say, um, uh, uh, well above 12%, okay. Uh, That's very good. Yes. That's beating well alpha. Yes, yeah. okay, so this is, this is what, we, we, what we think, okay, once the, uh, once the company reaches a break-even point and then, okay, it will start to generate strong returns, strong earnings that will be well above, I would say, 12%. Okay, I mean that's that's above al alpha. I mean, uh, currently alpha sits around eleven percent, um, not considering with inflation how that's how that situation is is, is going. And would you, w w what was does the look of the future of the company? Do you see yourself being listed either in Bahrain or maybe in Saudi Arabia? Well, um, it, it all Th now I'm going very far in the yeah, future. Yeah, you are going very far in the future, but it all this will be. Um, this will be um, a decision that will be taken by the board. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, uh, definitely there are merits in going public. Okay, um, but there are also merits in keeping it closed. Okay, and you know, uh, commanding higher value. Okay, and having the flexibility of you know, uh, um, I would say faster pace. Okay, of moving from one market to another market. I mean, you can always do Dell approach, right? Yes. Where, you know, sometimes they're on the market and sometimes they decide. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're not on the market exactly. anymore. Exactly. I think Dell has gone, s I think Dell has cycled through that process three or four times at this point. So yeah. you can have the best of both worlds exactly. too. Exactly. Right? Where you, you, I think Dell was only available uh, on the stock market for about three or four years. So they only had a complete, what, like four, eight, uh, 16 audits yeah. <laughs> and then they were yes. gone again they were yeah. out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so there's there's markets there's potential yeah. for it and and do you see any other packages potentially being offered through the web services you just have livestock food groceries yeah we have the f yeah. fashion we have the fashion we have six verticals at sure the moment. do you see it what would be the potential seven I think it's too early to jump now mm -hmm. into a seventh vertical. Six vertical requires a lot of work. I agree. A lot of detailing and a lot of attention. So we have not gone far. Okay, we have not gone that far. You know, to think of the seventh I vertical. You know, I would have like a thing, maybe <laughs> car accessories. <laughs> you know, flight tickets, maybe travel. That could work. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Uh, We've received a lot of suggestions from our yeah. employees and management, you know.
But you know, I'm a sort of a person who likes first to complete the assignment. Sure. Make sure that it is working. Sure. Make sure that it is profitable. Sure. Before you venture into something, you know, uh, additional. Action versus motion, right? Yes, I yes. totally agree with you. Yeah. And, and and I and I love where the plan is so far going. I love how you differentiate yourself already it may, it, from from your competitors. I think I've mentioned this like four or five times now to to the audience. And we we've talked a little bit about how the future of it will look. Do you see yourself potentially ever opening maybe the services more to an international market and, and outside of just the GCC? Well, I think it's it's too early to. Uh because yeah. the shipping problem is going to be a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, w well, um, our focus will be mainly, I would say, the Middle East. If yeah. we are going to offer our products... And only in the last fashion, mile. The and under the fashion, okay, mm. uh, um, then you're talking about the Middle East. You're talking about offering your products to Jordan, to Iraq, to Egypt, okay, and... Uh, there are a number of case studies around, you know, uh, these two products being offered to these big markets, and uh, there there is there is recorded success, okay, on, on on this business. So we would like to start it on a gradual basis. We start with Bahrain first. Hopefully, in a month's time, we will be having our own, you know, this this website where we will be able to offer our lifestyle and fashion products to the GCC, you know. Um, country and uh, do you sorry to interrupt you sir but do you do you believe that y it makes sense especially for lifestyle and fashion to to potentially own a warehouse and manage supply directly internally this 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 could be one of the one of the options mm. uh, this would require a lot of detailing as a value chain we need to understand the whole um, value chain of each vertical when it comes to having our own warehouse or we just, you know, um, uh, buy on demand. Sure. Yeah. Okay. From from the partners. Okay. So all of these would require a lot of detailing and and financial modeling and also investments. But because the idea version of how I think about it, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that the benefit of of owning the warehouse is extreme. Not only do we become more more attractive to larger enterprises like Amazon for a buyout which then again raises the cap yes. capital or the estimate of the company. But more importantly, you can then, you can then offer as, as a subscription to your potential partners, hey, we'll host it, yeah. we'll ship it. Yes. We're, we, you know, yeah, you don't yeah. have to worry about that headache. Yeah. And so you can, you can attack very local brands. They're very small or medium sized and you can immediately yeah. get into this, that. This is, this is in fact one of our initial thoughts mm. um, to Great minds think alike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> this is one of our initial thoughts to uh, go to these um, small businesses and see how we can leverage on their stocks, their available stock. Mm. Okay, but again, there is an infrastructure that has to be built. Uh, infrastructure in terms of having a strong system, strong connectivity, strong management from their side, strong, strong oversight and management from our side. Okay, so this is we're talking about a complete tailor value chain. Uh, we have not reached that stage yet. We want to be cautious. Okay, how we move our steps forward. Uh, you're 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 not. So I imagine you're not a big fan of you know move fast and break things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, you you know, uh, we we need to strike a balance between you know, the financial resources of the company, okay, and the the ambitions of the company, okay? You can have a lot of great ideas, but you need to make sure mm. that, you know, um, these great ideas not only... Are great on paper. Yeah, are great on paper, okay, but they are doable and they are going to give you the right return on the, on, on your investments. Oh, I, t I totally see your point. I, I'm, I'm, I think that a lot of, you know, the problem is currently with a lot of VCs, they like the, the, the unicorn, you know, the Ubers, uh, the uh, Teslas, you know, all these kind of, you know, ventures that have exploded, right? And so a lot of them are, are very interested in vapeware and, uh, or, 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 or vape tech, you know, not vaping as the cigarette yeah, vaping, yeah. just, yeah. 
and especially here in Bahrain, I, uh, there are the amount of people <laughs> who, who I've seen who, who comes and presents these, you know, ludicrous yes. uh, 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 business models. I, I had one person on recently who was, um, who was selling a, a wristband for schools. Okay. That parents could put money on that wristband mm-hmm. so the child wouldn't have access to hard cash. cash. Okay. And then they would pay it with the wristband, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I, yeah, I was like, okay, that that seems manageable. And who, where would be, where would be the front end? Where would be the back end? How would you hold the resources? You know, you'd have to have an escrow account to make sure that the money is yeah. moving from right to left. None of that was planned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you see yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff, sadly. Yeah. Well, in your years of experience, how have you seen that the business world have shifted in Bahrain? Especially like investment banking didn't exist uh, uh, almost 40 years ago. This is a total new concept. Even now, uh, banking, both both customer banking and financial banking are still separate. Yeah, they will continue to be separate. You think so? Yeah, because of the regulation. No, I think, do you think ever the regulation will change and it'll be like more like a Westerner approach where you have uh, 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 finance banks and civil banks as in customer-based banks okay. as in one house? Uh, well, um, um, going back to the financial crisis, 2009. Sure. Okay, uh, one of the major problems that, that um, or scandals was, you know, banks were gambling or taking risks in customers' money. Sure. So that's why the uh, U.S. came up with the Volcker uh, rule, which is separating these banks, um, the investments from the retail customers' mm-hmm. banking. So um, and then so this is this is a rule in U.S. Okay, and then in Europe, uh, they came up with similar uh, stringent rules to separate to have a, a Chinese wall between um, managing um, retail customers okay, vis-a-vis investment banking. So investment banking is different from uh, retail banking because you, know, you need, the regulator wants to make sure that the, 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 the retailers or the customer's money is as much as possible is protected. You as a bank, if you want to take risks in these sophisticated products, you do them under the investment banking. But also don't forget, I mean, one of the biggest things in the 2008 was the, the amount of bad loans that they were giving, as in they knew from the beginning when they were signing those loans, that person was not going to be able to pay back that loan. So they took all that bad debt and then mixed it with good debt at AAA bonds yeah. and then sold it. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know... You're in a situation where there's so much default going on on these loan payments that are set as a AAA bond, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> you're wondering because what's going on. The business model of um, these big banks mm. were based on uh, a model that's called originate and distribute. Mm-hmm. So you originate the loan, but then you distribute it off the balance sheet. So you take it off the balance sheet. Accordingly, you don't need to... Uh, create the right level of provision for these loans because you have already sold them, okay? It's, it's off the balance sheet. Mm. So you don't create, you don't create uh, enough provisioning for them. You don't create enough, you don't have enough capital buffer for these um, That was another thing that came out, yeah. Loans that have been, that have been distributed. So, so when the financial crisis hit, okay, uh, and the actual customers are not able to pay their debts, then the holders of these CDOs, okay, have been hit. Mm. Okay, and then, you know, the cycle goes it back to the, to this, to Domino, the source. absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it, it was a fascinating time back in the day. I mean, you know, you could get a bank loan at a, at a Walmart. You could go into a Walmart, you could get a mortgage. You're, 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 you're working as, you know, a, a, an office worker where you were getting a mortgage of a million dollars. You know, and then they would give you money on top. And then a lot of them would even defer payments for two months. So not only do we give you the cash, but you don't have to pay back for the first two months of that yeah. loan I mean, cycle. I mean, uh, there Crazy. Are, yeah. th- there are different reasons for that. Um, there's a paper by, by I mean, when, when, the, when the financial crisis hit, um, the European bank assigned someone whose name is uh, Dolores 
to with a group of um, very senior executives in the in the European Central Bank to carry out an assessment of what happened, what caused this. And one of the reasons of the financial crisis is the Chinese um, uh, money that has flown into the U.S. Uh, during two from 2000 to 2007 because of the, the strong economy of China. So you have surplus cash coming out of this Chinese machine and the only way is to deploy it into, you know, um, double digit growth. So yeah, for 20 years, yes. almost double digits. So, so a lot of money went into US into buying properties. Okay, and in Europe buying properties. So it's, it's, it's not, you cannot reduce the financial crisis just to the US economy. In fact, it, on, on the subject of economies and so forth, during the COVID period, the first, I think, six months or so, um, I remember I met a few people here in Bahrain that were working as call centers mm -hmm. who were selling loans at exorbitant rates. You know, we're talking about an RPI of like 20%, some of as high as almost 32%. No, that's like a credit card loan. Mm -hmm. And they were calling up these businesses in the U.S., and uh, and and getting them signed, yeah. and and uh, you know they 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 knew that those people who were signing those contracts, those businesses would never be able to pay back that loan, yeah. right? But th they they made enough cash for the for the first whatever months they tried to to honestly pay it back, yeah. and they would sell that entire debt as well. It, it's genius. It's genius. I love finance world. <laughs> it's a shame that you left it. You left finance world to work now in last minute or last yes, mile. Last mile, yes. Projects. Do you not? F do you not miss it at all? Uh, no. It's it's um. It's it's. Uh, you get you get under huge pressure when you work, in uh, in a highly regulated market. Finance, mm. banking, and finance are very high. And you don't have that space of creativity and innovation. Um, uh, and again, after some time, okay, you want to, to have a break and see other alternative opportunities. Not everything's about money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I can imagine that, yeah. What do you think about the whole crypto world? Do you think that's nonsense? See what happened these days to the collapse of the crypto. Mm -hmm. What are the fundamentals of this collapse, of this crash? Lack of trust, I think, in my personal opinion. As the market is incredibly volatile. There's no regulation on that market. Every cryptocurrency that's come out could be whatever, whatever. In fact, there's, 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 there's one bastardized version of crypto that is my favorite, which is a representation of, of, of U.S. debt. So they're actually using <laughs> the crypto as a validating token of U.S. debt. So every, every coin you buy, you're actually buying a piece of debt that is being sold yeah. in the U.S. And so in theory, you're, you're, as that debt is being paid off, if it's, yes. if it's not a debt loan, yeah. you'll get a little cash. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 have personally, uh, I have personally not uh, engaged in any cryptocurrencies. Um, do I believe in these cryptocurrencies? To a large extent, no, because they are not built on uh, economic fundamentals. They are not built on economic fundamentals. I agree. And, uh, There's no so quantitative yeah. easing. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Uh, personally, I don't trust these. Um, I don't trust the algorithms, okay, behind these cryptocurrencies. And what do you think about the whole blockchain thing? A blockchain is a very good, um, as a technology. As a ledger. As a ledger. It's a very good technology. Uh, it's going to uh, change a lot of, um, it's going to change a lot of jobs. It's going to wipe out a lot of jobs. This is, this is, uh, blockchain is here to stay. I think and you so will see well. it in the coming years. I, I know there's one or two realtor, real, real, real estateers, realtors, 
for instance, okay. uh, that, that are using it here in Bahrain as a form of contract base. And so that, you know, you, you, they, they're matching that, that blockchain with the contract so that you own that contract of that deed of land or apartment or whatever. Yes. And they're trying to transition that into a currency of a coin that you would be able then to, to have that coin, that ledger, that NFT, and then be able to then give it to somebody else or whatever mm -hmm. else to then switch ownership onto the wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Which NFT, of course, being a whole separate animal. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. And are you going to implement, trying to implement uh, you, uh, any kind of blockchain ledger work with uh, a you? Uh, not at this stage. Sure. Not at this stage. Uh, our, the, the, um, the, the products that we have are very simple, straightforward. Okay. Um, we would require, after some time, some artificial intelligence, some augmented reality, some um, virtual reality, okay, especially for the fashion. Uh, but this is something that we would be taking as we move into the future. Well, the, the reason I bring it up is because I, I think, especially if you're looking for, 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 for VC, venture capitalists, or anything like that, the idea of coupling with blockchain is very sexy at the moment, right? It's a very marketable term. Mm. People like hearing it, Yeah. right? It feels like it's futuristic. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that there's a company that, 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 used, that sells iced tea. I forgot their name of it, and they called it the iced tea blockchain, having <laughs> nothing to do with blockchain. Okay. And the stock market increased by 30%. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know. People, people have keywords. They yes. like marketable. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think, I think, yani in this part of the world, yani I have seen that uh, people behind the VCs are are sophisticated. Mm. They understand if this, uh, if if you know, these words are of real substance or they are just fad. You know. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think a th I think more in the West you find people falling into that you know quick money scheme traps. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the amount of young kids I, I see today, 15, 18, something like that, and they're all talking about crypto yeah. and making passive income mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. I hope your son hasn't started it already. Abdullah, keep him away from TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. They, they all try to steal your money, people, you know. Well, I mean, he, he talked to me a lot about uh, crypto, but you know, I was all the time, whenever we have a conversation, <laughs> I was in the <laughs> in the position of no no don't go into this this is crazy this there is no fundamentals uh, you can feel your wallet squeezing yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I, th I think it's it's difficult for especially the younger generation to understand that you know you're buying into something that that has zero power yeah right at the very least a dinar is backed by who yeah hakuma right exactly the US dollar is backed by who yeah. the US government yes Bitcoin is backed by nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. A and, and I think a lot of younger folks don't really understand that transition, sadly. If you bring an expert in the crypto, he might tell you that, okay, uh, we, have, we have designed the, algorithm, the algorithms to follow certain indices, okay, be it international indices. Hmm. But again, what indices? If you look at the strength of a currency, it's based on certain fundamentals. It's based on your um, your, your 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 government's budget, okay, your finances, okay, whether you are in negative, okay, or you are in surplus. Um, um, and what the international market values your, GDP, your currency. Your GDP, okay, uh, whether you are in in a positive GDP or in a, in a negative GDP, um, all of these have an impact on on your currency. Um, if you hold strong foreign reserves when it comes to gold, when it comes to the other currencies. Okay, and you're, uh, you are exporting more than you are importing, then your currency is uh, strong. But, okay, if it becomes too strong, 
then you have a problem because the cost of your products exporting will become expensive and you will not be competing okay internationally and that's why us always um, accuses china of manipulating their currency quantitative easing yes. by printing just more currency yeah. to artificially suppress the 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 their their true um, currency it's again the quantitative easing the way i see it is different from from what China is doing. Sure. Okay. Um, I, I think of it as economic terms. That's yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, China, China, according to the US, they manipulate. Okay. So they don't, when, when, I say, when I say they manipulate, so they do not transparently um, report things as they are. They don't report how much, how, m how the true, the true, the true economic activities like exports, imports, population growth, GDP growth, okay? Aggregate demand, C plus I demand, plus G. All of this to, as much as they can, to suppress, okay, the, uh, the currency so that they remain competitive when it comes to export, hmm. okay? Um, the quantitative easing is happening because of different reasons. You do quantitative easing uh, when, um, number one, uh, there is um, a shortage of cash in the system, okay, or there is heavy losses in the system that's wiping out wealth in the banking system. So you do what you do, you have to print out, okay, money and lend it then and out. lend it, okay. From a government reserve. Okay, yes. So that is, you know, quantitative easing. And when you do that, part of that also, why do you do that? Because you want to um, re, I would say, uh, put, uh, revitalize the economy. Sure. Okay, so part of the quantitative easing also is you drop your cost of borrowing as a central bank. So when you drop the cost of borrowing, you are encouraging banks to lend out more money at a cheaper rate to invest more. Okay, sure. to take their money and invest it inside and outside. Okay, so I mean one of the major one of the major uh, benefits uh, for the quantitative easing was that these uh, U.S. banks and U.S. big firms they borrowed a lot of money. Uh, immediately after the financial crisis and they invested this money in the emerging economies mm. and they get very huge returns and then they you know on the due date to, to repay these debts okay they they uh, repatriated this money back to the US well don't no that's not entirely true because uh, because it, it then that would be taxable goods right because very famously money generated outside the US when returned into the US has to be I think the tax ration is like 38% so what usually happens is that they take a loan then by one of the big four uh, 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 Goldman Sachs or whoever to 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 off to take them that loan in operation in the US and then you use the capital that they have in whatever country yeah. Europe Middle East to pay back that internal loan right and, and so that, that's how they can get around that, that whole tax issue. And that's why Trump so famously said, we'll, we'll lower the, 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 in, the, the cash inflow tax yeah. to I think a single digit, I think it was like 8%. And that's when all that money suddenly came back into the US before COVID and then that changed the whole thing. I think it's a fascinating concept. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I, I, I've, I've, been loved, I've, I've been in love with finance for a very long time. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Tell me more about yourself, sir. I've been doing these days, I've been pursuing a master's degree in corporate and commercial law. Okay. From King's College University in London. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's not far so from my house. Yeah. So, so hopefully, uh, this. Uh, I've been working on it for the past two years. It's 12 modules. So I've got my my last module coming soon. Okay. My God! Yeah, having so two kids, ooh, yeah. house, job, and still studying. Yes. Wow. So this this uh, yeah, I, I think again um, after some time after 
um, getting your degree, I felt it's important to challenge my, my mind, you know, and uh, do something that one time I dreamt of having, okay, when I was, you know, um, after the secondary school, okay, so I decided to pursue that dream. I mean, my yeah. God, you yeah. from English, you went all the way from English teacher studying le yeah. language literature, yeah. going into business, yeah. and then now into law. Absolutely. I mean, ta talk about quite the life experience. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and what made you wake up one day? You were, you were sitting there teaching a class and saying to yourself, you know what? I want to make money. How, do, how did that no, happen? I ha okay, I have, never, I have never thought of, um, you know what? I want to make money. You're one of the few. No, it's 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 all about. Okay, I want to um, feel satisfied about myself. And to feel satisfied about myself, I feel that okay, I need to be of a good value. And one of the ways is I studied hard, got the right qualifications, get the right jobs, do the right things, execute. And when you execute, you um, give values to the people who are around you. Uh, take them through you into a journey. Multiply their salaries as they move with you. Okay. Uh, so you build a following. Yes, you know, exactly. you build you build not just a, a physical family, but you also yes. build a corporate family. Exactly. You yes, know. Yes. I have done a lot of things in the previous job. I have done a lot of things in the past ten years. I've done a lot of things. I've taken people to U.S. to do um, to do leadership programs on top of the mountains in uh, uh, in certain states. Wy Wyoming, Washington. Exactly, Wyoming. Yes, I've done this. Yeah. Wyoming. Every year, I've been sending two to three people to do this uh, wilderness uh, leadership program. I used to. I used to at one point. I was. I was working in Alba in Bahrain a uh, long, long time ago. And I remember my my boss. He was furious one day, and I go, "What's what? What's wrong?" He said, "We sent those bastards to the U.S. to study, and they come back with C's." Yeah. 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 It is what it is. <laughs> so uh, I I think in, at least in his group, because they they sent like different people over from each each supervisor. Yeah. And his was his. Ask got the lowest Unbelievable. You know what happened? Because when I moved out, mm -hmm. when I moved out from Minister of Education to this training institute, uh, within a very short period of time, I was assigned with the responsibility of managing um, a big department, communication department. So I was responsible for managing the employees. All of a sudden, I had 30 employees coming from different backgrounds, Canadian, Americans, Indian, Filipinos at different ages. And I had to manage them. Uh, so I had to start honing my skills when it comes to leadership, management, negotiation, okay, uh, uh, all those you know, soft skills and leadership skills and all of this. So I thought that, okay, I think now uh, I need to move into that business context and do something within the business universe outside the, the educational universe. So that's why I thought of going to Aberdeen, uh, do something in their business school around power inside organizations and all of this. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's amazing to me that you chose to do through business, not through psychology or sociology. Okay, now, this is a very interesting point. At the end of the day... I'm not criticizing, by the no, way. No, no, <laughs> you, you, you are opening a window for a discussion. You need, at the end of the day, if you go back to the early years of Islam, okay, Islam al-alim, scholar or the scholar of psychology sociology physics history why because in fact 
these disciplines are all interrelated. So when I did my, my, my PhD in business, uh, I had to read a lot in psychology. I had to read a lot in sociology. Hmm. In fact, and I had to read a lot in, in history. In fact, my, my, my thesis is based on, um, on, on, on a theory called postmodernism theory developed by somebody whose name is Michael Foucault. He's a French philosopher. And he's talking about how power resides in language, in words, in the choice of words. Okay, power resides in these words, in the way you use your words, and the way you interact. Okay. So, you see, so it takes you back to linguistics, but then he gives you, for example, you know, um, one of the um, one of the one of the books that he has written is about uh, madness. Um, how madness evolved in Europe uh, at that time. At the time, they looked at people who who were mad, okay, as criminals, and they put them in the same prison. They put them in prisons. He was looking at the psychology of madness, how madness evolved, okay? Uh, the discourses around madness um, and uh, mad people being marginalized. Very interesting concepts. Okay? Uh, my ex-girlfriend did her, did her doctorate in, in contemporary, uh, contemporary Asian art. So I know very yes. well about postmodernism, yes, <laughs> cubism, <Yes. laughs> newer classicism, yes. classicism, but of course from the art yes, perspective. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not so much from the, yeah, yeah. the psychology and sociology yes, perspective. Yeah. So I totally agree where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah. I, and, and his discussion on madness, on, on, on how it affects and how our perception involves around it is also incredibly fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Because he came, I think he was a little after, not little, I mean, Voltaire, the French philosopher, was almost 600 years yes, before, before him. him yes. yeah. yeah. But Michael Foucault <coughs> uh, is one of the great, uh, I would say, uh, French figures when it comes to the postmodernism research, postmodernism postmodernism approach. And in fact, yani, uh, this postmodernism approach has been used now ex extensively recently in when it comes to thought leaderships when it comes to um the arts of using power inside the organization when it comes to discourse analysis so he has fed a lot of sciences and yeah, interdisciplinary sciences. sciences yeah 